Welcome to the FMCA Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, founder and CEO of FMCA. Along with a team of co-hosts, we'll be bringing you conversations that will inspire you and pique your interest in functional medicine health coaching, including the business side of coaching. This is a special episode because we're going to be talking about the 10 questions to ask before you enroll in a health coaching program. Do your homework, and these are some of the things that you should be considering. It's a good thing that we have a proliferation of health coaching training programs because the world needs lots, lots of more health coaches. We know that chronic diseases are on the rise. We know that these diseases are lifestyle related and that coaches are the best people to help those who are suffering from these conditions change their behaviors so that they can improve their biomarkers of health. We also know that there's a rising, soon to be very critical shortage of nurses, other allied health professionals, a critical shortage of doctors. In the coming years, it's going to get even worse. We know that health coaches can pick up the slack. Not that they're stepping on the toes of the medical professionals. They are not. They are working side by side. They are complementing medical professionals by offering that crucial patient support. They're the key communicators in medical practices. Those coaches who are running their own businesses are able to attract clients who are interested more and more in their health. Uh, they are also able to work with people that are referred to as having subclinical mental health issues. We know there's a critical shortage of licensed mental health professionals. This is another area where we're seeing coaches pick up the slack, supporting people with emotional health. So you know you want to be a health coach. This has piqued your interest. Perhaps you want to use coaching skills in your existing profession. You may be in a leadership profession and you want to become a better leader. How do you do that? By becoming a health coach because you will then know how to care for yourself. You will also know the communication skills that are part and parcel of health coaching that will make you more effective as a leader. In fact, I just spoke to a graduate of FMCA who is a leader in her company, and she talked about how going through FMCA's training really helped her be a better leader. Let's get started now in looking at what you want to be asking. So number one, is the program approved by NBHWC? That is the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching. I was talking to Leanne Webster, who's the executive director of the board, and she said that as of January this year, 2023, there were 114 approved schools. So that's a good thing. When FMCA was approved, we were one of the first. We were what's called at the time a transitional program because the board was brand new. There were just a handful of programs approved. And then we sought full approval. And when we got that approval, again, we were one of the first out of the box. But now there's a lot of schools that are approved. It can be so confusing. So how do you sort this out? Well, 
First of all, you want to look for the program that is approved and know that the uh, if you don't see their badge, that is, it'll be a badge on the school's website saying that they're approved by NBHWC, then just assume that if they're not marketing that they're approved as a school, that they are not. And there are many schools that are not approved. Now, there are rigorous criteria that schools have to meet. Now, after that first batch of schools were approved, there may have been others that applied and perhaps they didn't meet the criteria. So they had to go back to the drawing board and they had to come up with more in their program. Often they did that by creating a separate course. And so you might see their courses in two parts and one has a lot of live training. Well, that's probably what the board was asking for because you have to have so many hours of what's called synchronous learning. That is where people are getting this hands-on real-time experience. It can be remote. It doesn't have to be live, but you want to make sure that as you're looking at a school, uh, you are asking that question. So how did they come to get their board approval? Now, if the program is approved, another question is how many graduates become board certified and what is the exam passing rate? So when you are graduating from an NBHWC approved program, that means you're eligible for sitting for their board exam. This is a really good thing. The exam is administered by the National Board of Medical Examiners, this premier organization that has been assessing competency of physicians since 1915. So the NBHWC partnered with them to administer this rigorous exam. So of all the schools out there, what's their passing rate? How many people are taking the exam? Uh, which will say a lot about the graduates of those programs. And then of those who take it, again, you can, the NBHWC uh, issues figures to schools that says, well, how did, how did your school do? How many people passed the exam? And so that will give you insights into the curriculum. Are they emphasizing ethics, moral conduct, the structure and process of coaching, health and wellness guidelines? These are things that are assessed in the board exam. Okay, so number three, speaking of curriculum, you want something that is robust, that is research-based, and is going to be directly relevant to health coaching. So you'll find some schools out there that start with a particular philosophy. This is their orientation and this is all they teach. And so you may find that if you graduate from a school like that, yeah, you'll know that orientation pretty well, but is that going to be sufficient to apply to a broad base of potential clients or perhaps people who are wanting to hire coaches? Will you be prepared if you just have that narrow training? And then there are programs also that talk about teaching a multitude, like we teach hundreds of dietary theories or every approach under the sun. Well, some of those might not be evidence-based. Some of those might be fads. And so uh, that is another concern. So what is the content? Uh, where is it coming from? Is it all evidence-based? Or is it based on the founder of the school's particular theory or orientation? And then some programs do a really deep dive 
into what would be considered more medical content, as if you were going to medical school. And so they take a really deep dive into cellular biology and biochemistry, other areas of study like that. And then you graduate, so great, you have all of this knowledge, uh, but what is it going to mean when you're sitting with a client? Are you going to be able to engage in the kind of relationship that is going to result in profound change on the part of the client? So do you know coaching? Are you going to then end up ill-prepared for the real world of working with clients, which is difficult. And you're going to run into a lot of complex situations. And unless you're going to a training program that walks you through the ins and outs of dealing with these sometimes difficult situations, then you're going to be very ill-prepared. So a coaching curriculum needs to be well-rounded. And the subject matter tied to this key question Keep asking, how can I use this information to inspire clients to make the changes that is going to help them lead to better health, better quality of life? So, you know, some, some schools will just give lip service. They'll say, yeah, we teach motivational interviewing. That is the most popular. They may say we teach behavior change and they believe that they've covered it, but that's not enough. That is just the surface. And you really want to have a school digging into communication and human behavior and how do people change and so that you will have maps to step-by-step -step how to really be there with somebody to support them on, in all ways. So another question is what happens in terms of the curriculum regarding the ins and outs of launching a coaching business or how do you get hired by medical practices? What is it like to work with organizations that are hiring coaches? So do they pay attention to what happens after you graduate? The practicalities of it, of implementation and getting hired or starting your own business. And that is something that um, can be very, very important for you. But also, you may see people who are saying they're giving testimonials at the school they went to, and they're saying, all right, after I graduate, I was making a six-figure income, and this school showed me step-by-step -step, uh, how to be the most successful and, and make a very lucrative uh, profit as a coach. And that is also something you want to be aware of. Schools who make promises like that, who discuss that, because realistically, there are so many factors that determine earning potential as a health coach. And one of the factors is whether you're an alumni of one of the top coaching programs where you will be sought after in the marketplace. Number four, who is on the faculty and what are their qualifications? So the, if you have a rich curriculum, who's teaching it? Is it just one person? Is it just the founder of the school who teaches every webinar? Are there people who are uh, not experts in the field teaching these areas? So ask about the backgrounds, the expertise of the faculty, and what are, where do they come from? And so are they coming from nutrition? So some schools are emphasizing nutrition, and that's fine if you want to be a nutrition professional, but if you want to be a health coach, 
You want to make sure that your school is paying a lot of attention, as I said earlier, to the process of health coaching. And so that would be really, really important. Uh, so those are you going to be learning from those who actually have experience in the world of coaching. Uh, number five, does the program have opportunities for life training and real hands-on experience? Not just uh, playing lip service to it, but ample opportunities. So the board requires a certain amount of synchronous hours, those, those live sessions, but is a school just squeaking by? by doing the minimum, or are they offering ample opportunities? So I believe that experiential learning is where the rubber meets the road. I always have. And so most schools are going to claim that they have this, especially they need it to be board certified. But what does that really look like? I've heard that there are some school students talk about uh, they were in programs where there were tons of people on this live training call, like 75, 80 people. Well, how could you get the kinds of hands-on experience with that many? That is like a, sitting in a lecture. And how, so how many people are in these training groups? You want to have small cohort groups where there's like 8 to 12, 15 others, and you go through and that pet instructor or that course facilitator really knows you, knows what you need, and you feel safe in that environment to give feedback and to get feedback for your coaching, where you're practicing being a coach as well as being coached. Number six, does the school offer support, mentoring, internship, continuing opportunities, continuing education after graduation? So at the very minimum, do they have a job board? Do they have a, anything that goes beyond just posting a job opportunity? Do they work directly with potential employers? Do they seek out? Does their team or their founders, their leadership seek connections and partnerships with organizations and medical centers so that there will be people coming and wanting to hire the graduates? Uh, perhaps internships uh, could be offered in programs. Uh, it's another question. What do you have as training opportunities and mentoring? After you graduate, you may need a lot of support and guidance and mentoring and networking with fellow graduates. So what is offered there? And I really believe that, and really with all my heart, that schools with a mission to serve their graduates, they want it, you want to do that. Those schools with a mission to serve their graduates with as much dedication and investment as they direct towards recruiting new students to their program. That is serving the community at the highest level, and I am passionate about that. So at the very minimum, you want to ask, do they have an alumni program? What are they doing to support graduates? And it has to be more than just having a conference and uh, having people come together for a live event or making them pay to uh, continue to get, they need to pay to continue to have the certification from that school. So number seven, is the school either actively or inadvertently conveying a message that it's okay for health coaches to engage in practices where they don't have the proper licensure, medical licensure. 
So you may find graduates of the program are calling themselves practitioners and they're ordering and interpreting labs. They're providing nutritional recommendations. And the best is the school teaching a collaborative care team model. That is going to result in you getting hired by practices or receiving referral from doctors. And I, re I so firmly believe in this. And I have heard from so many doctors that say nothing upsets them more than seeing health coaches out there ordering, interpreting labs. And they'll say, this is what I went to medical school for. And this can be very, very serious. And then they'll point to examples where patients came to them where there was a misinterpretation, recommendations were made, and it resulted in some serious conditions on the part of the patient, or they didn't get better. And it could have been very, very serious. And so this is something that you want to be really clear about. Um, now, we're not talking about health coaches who have prior training. They may hold a license in a, another healthcare field. They may be medical doctors or dietitians, and they may hold that license that gives them the leeway to go into these areas like labs and nutrition recommendations. Are you being told, this is number eight, uh, that you can become a certified health coach in a short amount of time, in as little as a few months? Well, uh, there's just no fast track when it comes to learning to become a competent coach. You want to have a thriving practice. You want to get referrals from doctors. You want to be in demand in the marketplace. And it is not simply about a fast track where you're exposed to one theory after another. You got a little practice in coaching and then you're, you're certified. The learning journey can't be sped up. You really need time to nurture these skills, to grow them, to sit with them, to experience them in all ways through your cohort, to your live training. And at the end, when you graduate, you want to be competent and confident. And what happens is that I see this over and over again. People go to fast track programs and they come out and they feel lost. They feel like they don't know what they're doing. They're not getting the referrals. They're lost. And then they end up going to a program that offers a longer training, more robust training. Uh, and so they are making that decision, unfortunately, having spent that time in this fast track program. Number nine, what about the student experience? You want to feel like your, your journey as a student from the time you're accepted to the time you graduate and even as an alum where people really care about you, where you have student services that are committed to making your journey stress-free with tech responses that are fast if you have any issues tech-wise with uh, access to the leaders of the school, the founders. Uh, you can tell a lot, great deal about the quality of a program by looking at who founded the program. And are they mission-driven? Why did they start this school? And are they 100% committed to you as a student, to their graduates, their faculty, their team members? What's it like to work for this company, this school? And what about their reputation at large in the community, their partnerships with other organizations? And number 10, has the school itself earned a stellar reputation? Is it well regarded in the industry? Are top institutions hiring their graduates? Uh, are they sought out um, for people who want to partner with them? And 
We know that if you're looking at a top university or the top medical institutions, well, they are committed to engaging in research. They are seeing as their mission to advance knowledge of the field, to advance the profession in general. Well, I believe the same standards holds true for health coaching programs. Is the school supporting research initiatives? Are they involved in, in writing uh, about the industry? Are they pushing for the advancement of health and wellness coaching as a legitimate profession? And so work needs to be done. We need a lot of research. And uh, how is that school contributing? So at the end of the day, you can consider these 10 questions. And at the end of the day, you make a decision based on what program does feel right for you? What do you need in a school? And imagine what that learning experience will be like for you and how you want to use your training when you're through with a program. Some, some people end up going through several and they may find that they've already graduated from a school and they're saying, you know, I want more. Wherever you choose to pursue your training to become a health coach, know that this profession not only is growing rapidly, but it's growing because there's a true need. You will be making a profound difference in the lives of your clients, in the lives of the doctors and the nurses who are partnering with you in your own personal life. Because when you study to become a coach, you are transformed, not only professionally, but personally as well. So I consider this movement to be serving others at the highest level and hope that you will join us. Well, I would love to hear from you. Reach out. You can reach out at admissions at functionalmedicinecoaching.org. You can reach out to me personally. I'm on Instagram. It's as Dr. Sandy. That's Sandy with an I. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more episodes of Fresh from FMCA. Want to learn more about health coaching? Head over to our website, functionalmedicinecoaching.org.